Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Glamier. Hi, this is Dr. Tabitha Samir. I'm a cosmetic dermatologist, owner, and founder of Mirror Skin Cosmetic in New York City and star of an Emmy award-winning Bravo TV show. My podcast is all about great conversations with your favorite celebrities, media personalities, and well-known experts in the worlds of lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. Through their stories, I hope to uplift, inspire, and educate. This is Glamier. Hey guys, welcome back to Glamere. And today I have a really special guest, um, model, actress, author, humanitarian, face of CoverGirl Cosmetics. You know her from Sports Illustrated, and more importantly, a mom of three. Molly Sims has joining us today. Hi. How are you? I'm so excited that you're here today. I'm excited to be here in New York City. You're in New York City basically to host or be um, on the mm-hmm. um, health live, live health, health online, online summit, summit. yeah yes. we're hosting and it's great it's a it's basically your your doctor on the go you're you know my mom of three and it's we're today I'm helping and talk about like you know what happens after you have the baby because yeah. when you have the baby it's all about the baby your pregnancy right. and then what happens to moms so postpartum care postpartum which people care. don't know about there's all these books about what to expect when you're expecting i know but, but not it's during the nine months i know and my sister after her first baby she's like i need to write a book about what not to expect after you give birth so which is great service that they're offering you you can um work with you know a doctor someone who's medically qualified you can work with a therapist you can do work with a family doctor so if you want to not have to go into see your regular doctor you can go online have a face-to-face it's Mm -hmm. visual which is i think very important Mm -hmm. and they can say okay you have a rash you have a fever you can tell things that i'm not feeling well i'm worried about this i'm i i think my baby needs this and you can get real medical advice and it's fantastic so it provides any consumer access to affordable convenient health care exactly. with board certified physicians of any specialty exactly and um it's 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 funny i think it's a great idea because with me personally my own cell phone has become people's online because people will text me every of every day i get something from somebody well, and that's how it all started yeah with, you know why i'm i'm such an advocate for this for this service in this you know community is because i some of my doctors my dermatologist is one of my best friends and yes i can send her the random (laughs) picture even though she doesn't like it i know but you know because sometimes we put our ourselves last as moms Mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't take care of ourselves and we don't go into the doctor and so you know you put it off so if you can have that one-on-one quickly Get your answers. Yeah. It, you're it better saves off. time. It helps it's, people. Of course. And also, another reason that doctors don't like necessarily you texting them is um, is because there's no visual. I know. You she know? says that. You sound and like Holly. I know, right? I, Holly's right. But, you know, I do appreciate a forum that allows that where mm-hmm. they have face-to-face. You can you can send a photo. You can do online interviews so people can actually see what's going on. There are real doctors on the other end. They're real doctors. Real doctors. Getting real medical advice. And I think, you know, 30, I think it's 36 or 39%. I need to, to verify that. But Baby Center and Live Health 
online did a survey saying 37 percent 37 percent postpartum moms mm-hmm. still feel postpartum right two years after birth I want to talk about so your your purpose for this particular forum is to talk about postpartum care, whereas they will do anything in any specialty. You're talking about postpartum care. I'm talking about postpartum, and I'm talking yeah. about like moms who needs to take yeah. care of themselves, yeah. taking care of their children if they can't get to the doctor. If for me, I have three kids. Yeah. One has a rash. One has a fever. One's in school. One's I at events. I feel like I need a Z pack. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's definitely, um, it's kind of like your go-to place. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, and I. I know it sounds crazy, but it beats Googling. It does. Google <laughs> is enough to hang yourself with a rope. Google. Because your all first things thing, end in, in cancer, cancer and death. Exactly. Yeah. Cancer all and death. All things end in cancer and, and, and death. And I, 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 I hear it all the time. Like, people will send me something. I have a lot of moms that will send me photos of their kids, like rashes. And it's really hard because the photos are blurry. The moms are emotional. You know this. So, um, and then they Google it and they're like, it's going to spread and they're going to die. They're going to get meningitis. Mouth, yeah, you know? they think that. But um, this summer, I had the opportunity to, to use the service. And I have to say, it is, it's incredible. And it's that... I have to say it, it's that you feel like you're being taken care of and you yeah. don't have to leave your home. And also it helps mental health too. Like yeah. don't they have therapists and such yeah. that you can contact too? So if there's like an emergency, mm-hmm. you need to contact a therapist, you can do that too. You can do that and you can set up an appointment a lot of times. Sometimes when kids need to mm-hmm. see a therapist, they don't want to pull them out of school. Yeah. They don't want to pull them out of sport. Yeah. So they set up an appointment with a therapist. Yeah. And again, they have that one-on-one. Right. Um, you know, one of the things I told you before we started is I watch your YouTube channel yeah. and I I really admire and I appreciate the conversation that you're starting about fertility and yeah. fertility struggles. I think it's empowering for us to talk about this as a group, uh, men and women. Um, and you have quite a journey. You have three beautiful kids. Three you kids. just had one in January. Congratulations. He's, he's eight months old. No, I do. I think it's important. Listen, I had I ultimately had all my kids natural, mm-hmm. but I went down. I went down the road. I went down yeah. the deep, dark one of the my best friends dark. is at an appointment right now. One of my best friends sees your doctor in L.A. Oh, so good year. We, yes. Oh, we love him. Yeah, He's absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah, he is great. Well, you you decided to freeze your eggs mm-hmm. before you met your husband. I did. I have so many. I can count 20 friends that have talked to me about this, too. Yes. Um, do it. Do you, it. It's your insurance policy that you may never use. You might never use it. And who cares if you don't use it? Right. You know, it just gives you, I think... It gives you a safety blanket. It gives you a safety blanket because it's so emotional going through it that if you want something to come out on the other side of Uh it, it's like a hundred times worse. If you kind of just put your little nest egg away, literally it's like a nest Mm -hmm. egg away. Mm -hmm. And then when you're trying, you always know in the back of your mind, like, okay, I might have this opportunity if I need that. But it does, it does take the pressure off. I feel like one of the things you said, which I fully agree with, Okay, when you go through your egg freezing process, we're not even talking about the IVF yet, it's emotional because they almost set you up to not expect it to succeed. Doctors give you statistics, they tell you all this stuff, like basically they tell you you should have done this at age 20. Well, if I'm trying to get pregnant at 20, you know? Isn't it crazy? You spend your whole life, I think my husband said it best, you spend your whole life in Gadir's office, there's like all these charts, mm-hmm. and it, you know, it, it basically goes down. Yeah. It's like you spend your whole life trying not to get pregnant, and yeah. then when you want to get pregnant, you can't. You can't. Yeah, it's really crazy. But it is emotional. Uh-huh. And I think the doctors set you up because they really want you to realize, like, there is an importance to doing it early. There is. There is. However, don't you think mental health while you're going through it? 
being happy, being calm, easing your anxiety helps Absolutely. the whole process. Absolutely. I mean, Gadir and many doctors will will also tell you that they recommend acupuncture while a patient is going through to calm you. freezing yeah. or IVF. Yes, calming, massage, anything mm-hmm. that can kind of just take the you stress know, out of take it. Take a deep breath. Take a, I mean, because listen, the shots, the, yeah. it's emotional. It makes you emotional. And then because you feel like you're, you know, you, you're losing you your mind. Time, you're losing your I mind. Know. So you went through all this egg freezing process and then you find your husband. And then I found my husband. You get married. I got married. I got pregnant <laughs> on my honeymoon, <laughs> which my anniversary is six years oh, next Sunday. Amazing. That's great. Um, And then after, after Brooks, I had a little bit of like, huh. And then we tried the IVF route. Right. When you got pregnant on your honeymoon, I've heard you say to people that you really think that people had said to you, oh, well, look, you didn't need to freeze your eggs. But you have said you feel like it kind of put your mind at ease. So that's why you got pregnant. Of course. Yeah. I I, I believe that. I, I, I know. And some people are like, oh, that's not true. It is true. Mm-hmm. And I mean, can I, I believe it. Can I prove it? No. I but is it. it a feeling in terms of like, I wasn't. I wasn't stressed about it. I had just gone through such, I mean, we got married in September and I'd done this in January and February. Yeah. And it was emotional and I had a little bit of distance from it and I'm like, okay, I did. I had my little safety net. So you have your safety net, you enjoy your honeymoon and all of a sudden you're pregnant. So then you have baby number one. Baby number one. And then you're deciding, really, you wanted more kids. I did, but I had a little bit of an undiagnosed thyroid issue that caused a lot of weight gain. So I did selfishly or whatever you want to say, I wanted to wait a little bit yeah. during be- your first pregnancy you gained almost 80 84 pounds yeah, yeah because and of the thyroid yeah um so you wanted to wait a little bit to lose that you said it took a while for you to get that weight off of you yeah it took ultimately 14 to 17 months Isn't that crazy um and then we started trying again and it didn't happen and then i'm like okay let me just try yeah. and and then and with the second one, and the second one, it didn't work. It didn't. And then you I went like, under IVF. I went under IVF because they were like, oh, why don't you, you've got this nest egg, but yeah. while you're still relatively young, I've yeah. never really been young since I started this whole process. <laughs> it's so sad. I mean, basically, if you're older than 35, 35 you're exactly. Not yeah. Um, but I, um, after that, I started trying for Scarlet, and, you know, I because I got so lucky with, with him yeah. being, you know, conceived on my honeymoon mm-hmm. I thought well this is gonna be easy yeah and it kind of wasn't and yeah. then a little bit of bad luck happened so I froze again your embryos this time embryos yeah. and I did and then I put one in and it didn't work and then I was like uh and then I was waiting I was actually waiting to do another cycle and I got and I got pregnant you got pregnant naturally mm-hmm. it, it's it's so crazy because um you got very lucky very, very blessed and you know very. that but the emotion was still there I've heard you talk about getting a call from your doctor that was the worst. yeah getting a call about a failed IVF yeah and um I have friends that have experienced that my own sister experienced that. It's the worst. And it's you go like through all death. of this. It's, it's like morning a death. Oh, it's like you get the phone call and it's done. Mm-hmm. It's over. Mm-hmm. And it's like your little dream went out the window. Yeah. And yeah. And, and my husband took it quite hard too, which yeah. is. Well, know. I remember when my sister told me about hers, I. I've just started crying hysterically on the phone. I just I thought, know. I'm so sad for her. I'm so sad for this little baby that never gets to be born. And I just thought the whole thing just didn't make sense and was so unfair. Um, I know, and you think, and you know, Dr. Gadir was so great, and he was like, okay, this is gonna happen, we're gonna do this, and I think it's 
so important to find the right doctor. Right. The, the doctor that can be like, okay, we're going to do this. Someone who encourages you. Because and also changes your protocol. Like yeah. sometimes don't do the same thing every single time. Like yeah. switch it up. Mm-hmm. And that may mean switching doctors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it is an emotional ride. It's and emotional. I, and I think that's why I talk about it because, you know, it does help women. Like today my girlfriend was like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm like, okay, here, when you look at my phone, I'm like, here are the four questions that you asked. Yeah. You know, because it does change, you know, every year, which is a good thing because technology. It's gotten better. Gets better and But, stronger. you know, the medicine has come a long way. It has. But the emotional effects are still the same. Of course. And that's why we're talking right yeah. now. What advice? Um, why? What, first of all, why is this so important to you? It's obvious with our discussion about infertility that this is such an important thing. You know, I think but it goes why? back to why I'm here today with Live Health. I think it goes back to like, you know, having your little village, mm-hmm. you know, and really surrounding yourself with good people, smart people. And for me, like, my girlfriends are my everything, yeah. you know, and my husband is amazing. But these are women that I take advice from. These mm-hmm. are women who I ask, like, is everything going to be okay? Like, like I was worried about something this summer and my girlfriend was like, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Like, why are you? And I just think it's important to talk. And I also think it doesn't become such a dirty little secret. Yeah. And that's I think shameful before, thing because people are taught that it's shameful and it doesn't have to be. I know, but I think it's important. I mean, a lot of women are having careers first mm-hmm. and I was one of them. I a had lot. a career. And, a lot of women are. You know, and mm-hmm. then one day I was like, wait, I've got a, mama's got to get married. Mama wants, <laughs> mama wants a baby. And so I really, you know, I think having kids later in life, you do, you know, you, you have to watch it. You have to, time will pass and. It passes quickly. It passes quickly. So your, you know, your main advice, your biggest advice, is having a support system. Having a support of system of women that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you know about postpartum care or depression before? I didn't. You, you didn't. know, I, I didn't. I knew that something was wrong with me after mm-hmm. my my first one. I had gained so much weight, and I knew something was wrong. And mm-hmm. I kept telling them, and they were, you know, I think. Well, you just had a baby. Mm-hmm. Well, of course you're tired. Mm-hmm. Well, of course you gain weight. Like, mm-hmm. and then until one doctor really realized that it was my thyroid, my neck was really swollen, and I ended up giving getting thyroid biopsies and, <clears throat> and being put on medicine, which I'm still on. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood, it's going great. But mm-hmm. I think really taking care of yourself it is a fragile time your yeah. hormones are going crazy yeah. and i didn't even really know what even postpartum yeah. well that's when they go crazy it's yeah. like everything plummets out of yeah. you i just remember asking my doctor and that again it goes back to like having that one-on-one yeah. and being able in the middle of the night i'm like i am sweating so bad i had the worst night sweats and i probably had them for three months mm-hmm. And she was like, it's just your hormones. After you gave birth. After I gave birth. And that's something that I didn't even know happens. No. You know? So, um, you know, what? uh, it's different between kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard. Very different. Yeah. So you could have one child and be like, hey, this is great. I feel awesome. And then another one and feel like complete wreck. I think all three of mine were different. They Mm -hmm. all did, though, around... The, the second and the third, Scarlet and Gray, three to four to five months were my worst time because I wasn't uh-huh. back to myself. And you thought that you would be. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go in, you're like, okay, positive poly, let's yeah. do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then yeah. you're like, okay. 
And then also on top of one child and another child, and then there comes the guilt. Yeah. And for any mom, I think you get out of the delivery room and, like, you have this stamp of guilt. Yeah. And so I'm always trying to, like, not, like, I, I always say, like, play hard, you know, work hard because somehow you have a, an immense amount of guilt. I yeah. I don't know why. You're feeling guilty because you don't think you're spending enough time or that you feel this way. You feel the depression. All of it. Yeah. I have um I have a I guess I can talk my sister's gonna kill me but whatever she she before she was supposed to have her first baby she had some struggles getting pregnant too and before she had her first one she was actually about to give birth she was at her ninth month and she was walking doing her normal thing that she does as a non mother like enjoying herself right. and she said it just hit me I'm never going to be the same again. There's going to be a person that's going to come onto this earth that I'm responsible for. You're responsible for 24 seven. And that is the biggest mind. It messes with your mind in such a way because it's true. It's like you, we were talking about zero to one. Yeah. Like that's probably their biggest shift because you were responsible for another human being. Oh yeah. One to two, not so bad. Two to three, it kicks your ass. Yeah. Like it's (laughs) not, I mean, it's uh yeah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Inspiring conversations on lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. This is Glamier with Dr. Tavis Amir. What about, like, when you, you know, the the media, celebrities, Mm -hmm. I feel like most of our, you know, uh, information on postpartum depression comes from like these sensationalized stories from celebrities like we all know the Tom Cruise thing right. um, and not just him but you know there's a big misconception it's almost like you already feel depressed after having a baby mm-hmm. and then the media tells you you're crazy right. and that puts more guilt on you yeah. What message I mean listen you? I had a really good postpartum I didn't really I didn't deal with postpartum depression at all mm-hmm. I had worries and mm-hmm. I had things I was nervous about but I think I think women, the more and more we talk about it and Mm -hmm. it doesn't become a dirty little secret, I do think women are now sharing, Mm -hmm. which I think is important because there are women who really, really experience a deep amount of depression. They... they Isolation. Isolation. They go through a lot of things. And I think for a long time that, you know, people thought it wasn't real. They and did think it was real. real. And it's very real. And we're not just talking about depression. We're talking about everything postpartum. Everything. Yeah. I mean, your body is not yours. It's yeah. been taken over by an alien for nine <laughs> months. And then the alien is gone. Yeah, and, and you like, still don't feel like yourself. What is happening? I just remember, like, my boobs were, like, on my belly. And I'm, like, I'm sweating. And I'm, like, I'm disgusting. And I remember my husband's assistant coming over. I'm, like, I had, like, the breastfeeding pillow. And I was in the same – I literally, like, it was – 
in the morning, like seven thirty in the morning, and then in the evening at like five thirty, six o'clock. And I had never changed. And I realized I'd been in my robe the whole day. My neighbor was like, "You've got to get out of that freaking robe." <laughs> but, um, but this is something that I think I remember. You know, going through it with my sister too. Like even I didn't change. I was like, "Oh, I should probably shower." It I was know. like it was like sympathetic. You know. I know. Um, you know what is the the thing that you. Um, when you talk about your fertility struggles, mm -hmm. you tell me, I've heard you say that a lot of people have social media sent you questions, mm -hmm. asked for advice. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're an authority now? Or do you feel like, what do you, why do you think that happens with you? I don't know. I think I'm easy to talk to. Yeah, I think I'll you are always to to. try mm -hmm. to give the best advice. I'm not a doctor, mm -hmm. so I'm very like, you know, this is what my experience has been. Maybe this will help you. Mm -hmm. um, Am I an authority on it? I wouldn't say I'm an, I, I've just been through it, yeah. you know? And and I think that you being relatable and talking about it openly has allowed other people to be Yes, I've had so to. many women say to me, oh my God, what you said helped me so much. I, I tried the maca, I tried the ICE, I tried the, the acupuncture. Listen, I don't know if any of it works yeah. ultimately. Yeah. If it's just God yeah. blessing you at that moment, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Isn't but that whatever, crazy? It is yeah. that happens. Yeah. Something happens. We still don't know how it happens. We still don't know. We how still it don't know how it does it. We just still don't know why one takes and the other doesn't. We don't. We still don't know why you got pregnant on your honeymoon. Oh, I and know. Then, you know, like I know. nobody knows. What's uh, what kind of um, advice would you tell people when they're trying? Like, I have a friend right now. She's just she just um, got her embryos and she's waiting to see how they take. And right. you know, so that whole thing that she's going through right now, she's seeing the same doctor as you. Yeah. And then there are moments where something didn't. Take and she's so sad and so depressed and it's so dark for her um, what kind of how did you handle that you know one day at a time yeah I'll tell you what I didn't do is like everything on your your schedule is a is a schedule and it's it's a calendar and you're checking it off and yeah it becomes stop very, looking at the calendar stop looking at the calendar mm -hmm, because that can put you in like emotional like distress like no one's in this because you're like okay it's 12 days until my period it's three days until I get my test it's it becomes like your life becomes a calendar mm -hmm. and I think that's you know go away have a little like I was told I could not start another round like I was like okay I'm doing this we're ready let's yeah. do it and I had had a bad thing happen to me um and they're like, you can't. So I was like, I was, they forced me not to do it. And because I had that little bit of a moment away and mm -hmm. I, I went to New York with my husband and my kid. And again, you like, got your head out of that I kind of got my mm -hmm. head out of the bubble. There's no one answer. No. There's no one thing that I can say that will make it better. I yeah. think time mm -hmm. makes it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but I also think if you want it, it'll happen. Yeah. And it may not happen through IVF. Yeah. And it may not happen naturally. It may happen through adoption, through surrogate, through donor, through it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, when you have that little one in your hands, mm -hmm. it's you everything. Did it. It's and everything. I what I'm hearing from you is just not to give up. No never. matter what. Yeah. Oh my God, never give up. Don't give up. My girlfriends have, you know, had natural IVF, adopted, embry everything in the whole entire world you can do. And at the end of the day, no one, no one cares. Now we talked a lot um, about what the woman goes through. Mm -hmm. I also hear a lot, especially with my friends, about what their partners are going I through, the, the men. Um, and I don't think people talk about that enough because, for example, one of my friends 
while she's trying to get pregnant, you're like you said, you're living by the calendar, and she wanted to have sex on those specific days. I was so she the was, worst. And and her, like we are doing it yeah, now. Yeah. And she just said it got to the point after like you know a few years of this. I don't know how long. Maybe it wasn't years. She said her husband just checked out. He's like he was like this is not fun anymore. I am not having fun. I don't. I feel like this is an appointment. Sex it isn't, isn't a, fun. It, it is an appointment. <laughs> so what can you say about that? I mean. Ugh. You, you had some experience with that because not really I mean you know oh it's hard mm-hmm. like what can I say I think I think the men take it you know they take it very literal mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. we don't we take it like okay this is our job they take it as like what is happening right now yeah they don't take it as a literal like I'm sorry we take it we literal take it they, they don't, don't take it yeah as, you know they're like Whatever. Mm, whatever. Um, this is so not fun. You're like, well, let's make it fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we but that's important to make it fun, right? I think that's Isn't the, that, that kind of like advice. on top of everything you still mm-hmm. have to make that fun? Because, I mean, I'm not kidding. I have, I've had friends say like their, their boyfriends or their husbands or whatever are just like, I don't want to do this. Like I my don't one, do this. My one friend called up her uh, boyfriend at work, and you need to come over at lunch. Are you coming at lunch? You need to. We have to have sex at lunch. And well, you get crazy. Yeah. And you find yourself. And I just remember saying to my husband once, like, I know that I'm crazy right now. Like mm-hmm. I know, like I'm cray cray. Mm-hmm. But like, just it's fine. Just pretend I'm not. Yeah. You know. Just pretend you're with somebody else. Just pretend <laughs> like I'm dressed in leather. Like. Romantic don't know, but um, it's hard. Maybe you should dress dress in leather, ladies, from head to toe. <laughs> or a little bit of lace. Or a little bit of lace. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of lace is better. I mean, so I, I'm really excited about this, the Life Health Online, the it's fact amazing. that you're going to be bringing, you know, yeah. you're going to be talking about it, and specifically in relating to postpartum. And yeah. postpartum doesn't always mean depression. It means no. everything. Working out. like Working out, taking care of yourself, yeah. not feeling right. Getting feeling your roots good. done, getting your your body waxed. You, did you watch Sex in That City, that scene where, yeah, where of one of them just didn't, yeah. just didn't wax for like a month? They're like, I don't care what's happening with me. I'm still taking care of that. Exactly. It's the captain of the ship. You gotta, gotta give the, you've gotta give the mom oxygen. And I do mean that. Like yeah. I talk about that in my first book. I talk about like you really do have to take care of yourself. You really do. Like, and if that means getting a manicure, your hair blown out, taking, getting your roots a, done, getting your roots yeah. done. I'm never happier when I get my roots done. I'm never sadder than my husband doesn't say, oh, you got your roots yeah. done. I think the bottom line is when you're happy as a, as a totally. mom, as you, when you're happy as a person you're going to be a better Mom, mother wife friend person wife, friend sister. Yeah. you really are and i i mean that like yeah. i know when i'm like spent and i'm like i know and it's the little things yeah. that i'm like getting your nails going done. to tracy cunningham to yeah. get my freaking color yeah. done yeah. never makes me so happy i love it well you know you're so relatable and you're Aww. so approachable and one of the things i really like the titles of your books thank you you're an author to two books yeah your first book was everyday supermodel mm-hmm. it's about being the best you can be yeah even if you're not a supermodel. even if you're not a supermodel and then the second one is everyday chic mm-hmm. um what inspired you um, I think my lifestyle inspired me for the mm-hmm. second one. You mm-hmm. know, I had to give up a little bit of my career. The second one's coming out in October, October right? 10th. October 10th. October 10th. HarperCollins. Exciting. Get on Amazon. Yeah. Um, it's a great book. It's all about making things that take a lot of effort look effortless. Yeah. You know, and pulling it all together, whether it be design and decor, organization. Um, we have a whole section called Happy Healthy Home mm-hmm. where I talk a little bit of like some shortcuts and tips on how to run your house better, how to make cool meals, how to like look good when the shit's falling apart. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's good. So. It's always remember to look good even when shit's falling apart. I mean, you gotta look good. <laughs> Let me tell you. You gotta look good. You look good. No, you but I good. mean that. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we have a thing on, on uh, organization, on design, on like 
you know, little shortcuts that you don't have to spend a lot of money to look good. And like, you know, I love any reason to get people together. Well, I like the whole everyday, like everyday, everyday. chic. It's it's very cool. It's very approachable. And even like, I'm not somebody who entertains and that sort of you thing. You will after you read my I'm book. I'm going to read your book. Because it's easy. Because you think it <laughs> takes too much effort to oh, pull yeah. it all together. Oh, yeah. When it doesn't. I really, uh, some people really love entertaining. I would rather be entertained. Than <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we all I can, but, uh, No, but, but I do. I love it. I love bringing friends together. You know, my husband is, he's just so awesome in mm-hmm. so many ways and and cool and fun and mm-hmm. he loves being around people yeah. and social is great it's yeah. social is great yeah. i think as a model and an actress i was always gone i was in a country every other day mm-hmm. i was you know i miss funerals and weddings and birthdays and so i really feel like my mom was very good about like always bringing everyone together my dad traveled a lot so when he was home mm-hmm. we always had barbecues yeah. or you know, we just had staycations and we built forts and like, so it's a I don't know. Bringing your home, bringing, making your house a home. Yeah. Exactly. And okay, so what's one thing that you would tell everybody who's listening to you right now? I feel like I've learned a lot about what your struggles have been yeah. and that you're, you know, despite being actress, model, all of these really great things, really wonderful things, your most powerful and important message is this. I, so I feel. Yeah, I think, you know, I... I will tell you, a woman going through infertility, something that she wants more than anything on this earth, is a very difficult struggle. Yeah. And if anyone can be empathetic, that you should. And yeah. you should help them and be supportive because you can get crazy and you can go down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. can. But at the end of the day, if you want something, you'll have it. And it may not come in the box wrapped with a really pretty ribbon that you think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. but. You can be and you can get there. And I think if people, you know, and I think the biggest thing is like people have to be kind to one another and supportive. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's really, um, you know, women are very hard on women. Yeah. More so than men are. are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love my women. Mm -hmm. I love my girls. Mm -hmm. I love my, I love my village, you know, and I've, um, I've deposited in the bank, I'll mm-hmm. tell you, for, for a long time I, I wasn't able to, and mm-hmm. I think I've really made up for that. And it's come back it's a lot back. in my life yeah. because I have such a, an amazing support system. Yeah. And, you know, I'm vulnerable as well. Yeah. You know, I'm not one to, if you know me, I'm not, I can give advice. I'm not one to take, to take advice and to have a lot of help. But <laughs> yeah. every now and then I yeah. need it like anybody else. Yeah, and I think that you're, it's important to remember people always remember how you made them feel and make people always feel Always remember how you yeah. make them feel. Yeah. Always, I was telling a, a friend of mine, I'm like, when you start a job, it's not how you start the job, it's how you finish how it. How you finish it. It's important. I, um, I want to, I, th- I know that you have such a crazy day today. It is crazy. But I appreciate you you're taking welcome. the time and we your love story. And Two years. You guys are great, and I really appreciate everything you're doing, okay, so thanks thank for being you. here. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.